Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. I'm Deb McBride in lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it isn't raining today because yesterday it rained enough for three days. And it is Sunday, October 2nd in the year 2022. And Mercury is direct. The day we have all been waiting for. The moment, the time, this is it. Mercury is direct. It went direct in the middle of the night. Last night here, anyway, 3.07 a.m. it went direct here, 5.07 a.m. Eastern Time. But wherever you are in the world, Mercury is direct. And it has been direct for at least uh, 13 and a half hours, okay, from where I am right now. But what a relief. As I said on my Instagram today, you know, I just breathed a deep sigh because this has been, I don't ever remember a worse Mercury retrograde. I think, and I've been doing this for decades and decades and decades. I'm old, okay? I've been doing this for decades. And yes, there are ones that were worse than others. And there were ones that were um, complicated and confusing and mercury retrogrades that, you know, mail was misplaced and mis there were misunderstandings. And I mean, I've had them, you know what I think it is? It's, I've had them when... I remember a bad Mercury retrograde back in 2004 because Venus was retrograde at the same time in Gemini. And I think when another planet is involved, that's when it gets hairier for Mercury. And you know, Mars is not retrograde yet, but it's in its shadow and it's been in its shadow and it's been in its shadow for a while. And just about, you know, not long before... Mars went into its shadow is when Mercury went into retrograde. So, yeah, I, I think it's got a lot to do with the Mars and Gemini getting revved up to go retrograde, or not revved up to go backwards, but <laughs> I think it's really been a very complicated, complicated time. And, you know, it, it was not, to me, an average Mercury retrograde. I had people telling me on two different occasions that I was lucky about something, okay? Something important. Not like, oh, you're lucky. It was a, it was a profound, okay, you're lucky. The paperwork is moving forward. And it was reversed both times. No, 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 no. They're saying no to that. Or yes, they're saying no to that. They're just... There were a lot of no's after there were yeses, and there was a no, a yes, a no, and a yes, okay? So there was, there was one situation that was no, then yes, then no again, then yes, and within days, and it just went up and down and up and down, and so did my emotions go up and down and up and down, and, and it wasn't just like, Hmm. Okay. No, they don't have that glassware in stock today at the Zara home. It wasn't, it wasn't that simple. It was a complicated matter that I needed a yes on. And if I didn't get a yes from someone, I had to go to find somebody else that would give me a yes. And so this was deep and important and complicated or muy complicado as they say in Spanish. And uh, I'm exhausted from this whole thing. And there were people, I had people lying to me. I ha, and I knew they were lying. I just couldn't say, oh, you're lying. Oh, you're, you know, really? Why is that? Because I've heard this instead, you know, I had people lying to me. I had, I had 
you know, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I have a package of crystals that are missing that I ordered from beautiful and Indonesian agate heart, a beautiful sunstone, moonstone, a pink amethyst tower, all together somewhere in the postal system, not in Costa Rica, and <laughs> because they were shipped to Florida where I have a, a warehouse that with a courier that brings my mail to me and not they're just they're missing they said they were delivered and they're not and now the people who sent them to me are putting a tracer on them it just what a mess what a mess my machines that were broken the people who sent me my ozone machine they're sending me a circuit board to replace the one that's in the machine that I they think is what the problem was my green laser is going to be shipped out after the hurricane calms down in Florida, which I think it will be, yeah, or it already is, but the hurricane region, because I get my packages through Florida again. So everything. And that package of crystals disappeared before the hurricane arrived, okay? So this wasn't, oh, maybe it'll come after. No, it has nothing to do with the hurricane. It, it, it disappeared. It says it was delivered September 11th, which was a Sunday, okay? So... And now my curry is saying, no, that doesn't make sense. We're not open on a Sunday. It can't be delivered on a Sunday. So it it's, no, 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 no. It's not, it's just been a mess. <laughs> okay, so now I've just spent the last five and a half minutes talking about the mess of Mercury retrograde, okay? I hope for all of you, things are getting better. I hope that with this Mercury retrograde going direct, that you are experiencing relief and restoration and calmness and things sorting themselves out. Okay. I sent a lot of Reiki energy to my various projects, my various things that were, um, you know, up in the air and, and topsy turvy and up and down. Some of these things seem to have sorted themselves out, still waiting for the crystals, but in any case, we, we have to move forward. We are moving forward as Mercury is moving forward. And this is, this is a, lot of, a lot of energy these last few weeks that were very, very complicated. And um, I did my Mars webinar the other night. It went very well. And I invite you, if you did not see it or hear it or be there, you know, if you couldn't be there, I invite you to purchase it. You can still purchase it. You can go to my website and go to the same uh, link and I'm putting it in my Instagram stories and stuff and you can just go ahead and click on that link and purchase the webinar and I'll send you the recording and this is it's very valuable information we had some good discussions at the end when people ask questions so I invite anyone to please purchase the webinar and you won't be disappointed it's going to prepare you for these next months we talked about being in alignment we talked about the um, three brain alignment we talked about the five r's of receiving so you know how to stay in alignment during the mars retrograde so these are these are helpful tips that we we can all use during these next six months six months you know mars is going to be in that gemini zone until the end of March. <laughs> so we have a long time that we're going to be working with this energy. So, and so the big news is Mercury is direct. Now, I hope you are all like sorting out the details. And the interesting thing is that on this Thursday, the 6th, Mercury is going to try in Pluto. Mercury will, is in Virgo. It is opposite Neptune. And it's not 
precisely opposite Neptune, but it's opposite Neptune enough, okay? And it's the, the confusion, the lack of vision, the, the hard to see, hard to feel um, aspects, you know, the hard, the hard aspect of an opposition, you know, and, and just the Neptune getting in the way of things being clear. Mercury will start to really move on Wednesday, and Thursday it's going to trine Pluto. Now it trine Pluto... Mm, a while ago, I think it was back on the 2nd of September, trying Pluto or so, and or, or maybe before that, it tried Pluto, and it's this is good information, you know, this is like balance of, you know, transfer, transformative information. And, you know, Pluto, this is the other thing. Why that's important, Pluto is going direct. Pluto is going direct next Saturday. And so Mercury talking to Pluto, Mercury saying, slapping Pluto, giving it the high five and saying, hey you know what, um, I'm letting you know that the direct world is good and, you know, how, how are you doing? And, you know, they're all just sort of connecting with one another. Pluto being our power, empowering ourselves. Um, Mercury, you know, maybe empowering ourselves with our words, maybe being confident in our words, uh, keeping our word. Um, all very important. Mercury's in its own sign of Virgo. It won't leave and go back into Libra till we meet again after, you know, the next podcast, the, the Mercury entering Libra will happen next month, not tomorrow, Monday, Monday the 10th. So we got a while, a little while yet before Mercury goes back into Libra and then eventually comes out of its shadow. But right now we are, you know, Mercury's talking, going to talk to Pluto. It's talking to Neptune. It's going to talk to Pluto and Pluto's going to go direct. Now, um, Mercury, Pluto, Neptune, Mercury talking to two outer planets. This is deep. There's a lot of transformation around us right now. And we want to be aware of that. This is not about, oh yeah, Mercury's direct. And there's deep transformation going on. And I wrote this about this on Instagram yesterday. I wrote a post. I really felt that. I really heard spirit speak to me yesterday morning. I just was laying in bed. It was before I was really in a conscious state and I heard it very clearly. And I was not fully in a conscious state, but somewhat in a conscious state. And I felt it very much in my gut. And so we are in a deep transformative time. And you're like, Deb, when are we not in a deep transformative time? Well, sometimes there are things are easier. But like I said last week, the week before, all that stuff that's happened, that Mars Uranus that happened at the beginning of August, that Saturn Pluto that happened in early 2020, we are in deep, deep awareness of big, giant shifts and changes, okay? And each of us has something that we're contending with right now, something profound. So we're still working through these things and we're better. We're getting there. We're getting there. I feel the energies have shifted a bit where we can start to be more confident about what we're doing and all. But I've watched a lot of people struggle. And, you know, I have to say, transformation's good. You know, transfer, we want to not stay stuck. We don't want to stay stuck. So when we hear transformation, yeah, bring it on. Let me open the doors. Let me open the doors to my heart and let me transform so that I can live a better, deeper, profound, more happier, more joyful life. You know, transformation doesn't mean you're going to get hit by a car. Transformation means we want to open and be joyful. And there's so much that doesn't give us joy 
and these last weeks with Mercury retrograde were not joyful. <laughs> but I know I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep needling that, right? Um, we want to open our hearts to joy. Transformation, the idea of transformation is to open up and and embrace it so that you can have a better life. You know, these transformations don't come to hurt us. They come for our well-being. They're happening in our highest. Even if we lose someone, we have to look at what the other side of that is, get to the other side of that and feel like what that is. And, you know, Tony Robbins says we should always feel like life is happening for us, not to us. And I really agree with that. If we switched our perspective and changed our brain around to think that we are receiving something that is for for ultimately the betterment of our life, well, then we're going to feel like life is happening for us and not to us. Okay. It's not, we're not innocent bystanders in our own life. If something happens on some deep level, we were there creating that. And if it's a pattern that you don't like in your life, then you are given the opportunity to transform that. Um, that doesn't mean it's simple, but you are given, if you're becoming aware of that, then you can seek mastery over that to transform something. So Pluto is the planet of transformation. And Pluto going direct is muy importante in Spanish <laughs> this time. And muy fuerte, very strong. Why? Because this is one this is one of them. The la one of the last Pluto directs, not the last Pluto direct, but one of the last Pluto directs in Capricorn before Pluto goes into Aquarius. Ta-da! Pluto is on its way to Aquarius. As of next Saturday, when Pluto goes direct at 5.56 p.m. Eastern Time, next Saturday the 8th, we are looking at Pluto now. You know, it'll be a retrograde station direct. It's always a little wobbly. They take a few days. You know, slow planets like Pluto take a couple of weeks maybe. But once it's direct, man, it is direct. It's going to Aquarius. It's full speed ahead to Aquarius. It's not stopping and going retrograding again, not going dilly-dallying. It's headed towards Aquarius. It will retrograde in Aquarius and then come back into Capricorn next year. But this is it. Pluto is going to make this transition, start to make this transition out of Capricorn into Aquarius. Now, it's still going to be in Capricorn for a good portion of next year. So we're getting our toe in the water and we're getting our toe in the information, the, the energies of what it's going to feel like and look like when Pluto goes into Aquarius. And so what is Aquarius? Aquarius is groups, communities, um, it's long-term goals, it's technology, it's the futuristic technology, it's rocket ships, it's, you know, building a rocket to the moon, it's, it's, Pluto hasn't been in Aquarius since like the French Revolution, and Aquarius is indeed revolution. And uh, revolution, so there may be an ounce of revolutionary energy that's looking to come out of all of us. That's a collective energy. Pluto is a collective planet. And so the interesting dynamic here is that we are looking at where do we want to have a revolution in the Aquarius house of our lives? 
of our charts? Where would you like to start a little revolution? Where do you need a revolution? Where do you want to do something deeper and more profoundly? Maybe it's your work. Maybe you want to get deeply into something and deeply and more profoundly into a different place with your work. Maybe it's your life goals, you know, an Aquarius, like 11th house kind of stuff. You know, what, what are your life goals? What are your long-term goals? And it's can be a really fascinating thing. Aquarius is not dull information. Aquarius is fascinating. It's revolutionary in technology. We may be looking at another bunch of years of bigger technological revolutions as if we haven't seen enough already. This could be really, really profound. Aquarius is also a place of, um, now, like I said, groups and communities. The darker component of groups and communities are gangs. And Pluto brings out the dark first and then brings out the more useful, lighter abilities of the sign. But because we saw dark qualities, every time Pluto goes into a sign, it, it cleans out the closets. Okay, so maybe what we're going to get are gangs, revolutionary gangs, anarchy gangs. And you might start hearing about them in the papers, like people who are, um, you know, into into getting together and they want revolution you know that may be something we start reading about online in the paper i don't know let's find out it's also you know the spirit of you know the the revolutionary and where you want deep change in your life and not revolution for the sake of revolution revelation revolution for the sake of liberty and freedom because Aquarius is all about freedom and independence and liberation. And so where can we turn the tide with Pluto and get that real sense of freedom and liberation? I guarantee you, we will start, it, it, it's going direct in Capricorn, but I guarantee you as soon as we start to get past the, the direct mark of next Saturday and we get into the weeks ahead, we're going to start feeling that flavor of Aquarius in the air, on our tongues, in our senses. We're going to start feeling the flavor of Aquarius. And I'm sure of it because this is what happened last time when Pluto went into Capricorn. Pluto went into Capricorn in 2008. So there was a, a little bit of a dance where it was in Sagittarius and came back out, went to Capricorn, came back out of Capricorn, went back into Sagittarius, went back into Capricorn again. That happened at the end of 2008. What do we know happened? Well, it was the whole stock market, subprime mortgage, Ponzi scheme. See what I mean about dark qualities of Capricorn being the banking systems, the institutions that regulate finances. Those are Capricornian structures. And that's where Pluto was coming in and ripping down the old, revealing it, revealing it. There's always a revelation. And then, you know, we could move forward and repair but Pluto wants a renaissance, and it's not shy about it. It's not saying, oh, knock on the door, tap on the door. Do you have a little um, room in your house for a renaissance? I would like to bring you some. It's not like that. It storms the door down, and like you, <laughs> whether you like it or not, we're, we're revolutionizing you know, the old, and we're getting rid of the old, and we want the new. So remember the French Revolution, you know, and if you've never really read about it, then I suggest you do that because it was, it was not pretty. It was not pretty. But that doesn't mean that Pluto and Aquarius doesn't have good qualities. 
It's going to be there for 20 years, folks. 20 years. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's been in Capricorn since 2008. So, and it's, you know, this is 2022. It starts to tiptoe out. That was 14 years ago. That's not 20 years. That's 14 years. And then maybe 15 by the time it's finished. But it's not going to be 20 because, you know, it's Capricorn. It just won't stay in 20 years. Pluto's orbit is elliptical and it stays in some places longer than others. It stays in, in Taurus a really long time. It stayed in Cancer a really long time. But for sure, Pluto and Aquarius is going to be, it's going to be an interesting wild ride. Aquarius is not dull. So that's going to be, it's just going to be the tiptoe of Pluto into Aquarius, but we'll start to sense that vibe, that flavor. I, I guarantee it within the next month or so. And then we have a full moon next Sunday. When we meet, there will be a full moon. It is the moon in Aries opposite the sun in Libra. And this is the annual full moon where the sun is in Libra and the moon is in Aries. And that will be 4.55 p.m. Eastern time next Sunday. That'll be 2.55 for me. So just about 3 o'clock in the afternoon for me. The full moon, I can hardly ever see a full moon here because it's cloudy this time of year. But there it is, 16 degrees of Aries, the full moon. Now, what is special about this full moon? Well, guess what? <laughs> this full moon opens the door to the eclipse period, okay? So Sunday the 9th, we have a full moon, and that swings open the door to the eclipses. Now there's going to be two eclipses, and since this is a full moon, that means the first eclipse will be a new moon, and that will be on October 25th. It's a solar eclipse new moon at 2 degrees of Scorpio. So that's going to be Tuesday, the 25th of October. And that's the next lunation after the one that we're having next week. So when we meet again next Sunday, it will be in the throes of the uh, full moon. And that full moon is going to get excited. So the energy, the pitch of the energy is going to start getting more revved up, more revved up. As if we haven't been through enough with this Mercury retrograde and Mars and everything else and, you know, talking to it in Gemini, from Gemini. And so here we are. So October is going to be quite a month because Pluto's going to go direct, as we know. Saturn is going to go direct on the 22nd. We're having an eclipse, the first of the eclipses, and Mars is going to go retrograde, okay? And Mercury's already gone direct. So we've got a big October, okay? A big October. So fasten your seatbelts for October. The full moon is going to be the significator. So that's, that's one component. Now, the second eclipse is the one that I think has all the power. Why? Because I think it's going to be closer to the nodes, which are still in Scorpio and Taurus. And it will be a north node eclipse, the second eclipse. The first eclipse is a south node eclipse in Scorpio, not as close to the node as the second eclipse, but that first eclipse is a releasing of things. So where does two degrees Scorpio fall in your chart? 
where does that happen? It happens in my third house. So it's, um, it's something that we need to release. And sometimes, you know, South Node eclipses, like I've said before, and I said the other day on Instagram, old habits die hard when the moon is at the South Node. And when we get to that sun, moon, new moon in Scorpio, yes, it's new, but we're kicking out the old. So it will highlight and give us some information about what we want to release in the house where two degrees Scorpio resides. Now, the second eclipse is November 8th, and it's a full moon. It's a lunar eclipse, and it's at 16 degrees of Taurus. That is the one that's going to be with our friend Uranus. So it's not till next month. We've got a ways before it, but just so you know, the energy of that eclipse is going to be wild because it's a north node eclipse, meaning it's a place where we're not releasing uh, the area where we need to go towards. And that is where, you know, Uranus is, and that's where the eclipse is going to be. So this is going to be one of those anything happens, anything goes eclipses. That's the second one, just to give you some information. So lots of shifts and changes right now, major shifts and changes. We're getting Pluto going direct, going to go towards Aquarius. We're going to have that full moon the next day. The next day after Pluto goes direct, there's a full moon. And that full moon is the one that swings open the door to the eclipse period. Welcome eclipses. So this is intense. <laughs> at least Pluto's not going direct at the time of the eclipse. Maybe next year that'll happen. But this is Pluto going forward and then the door is open for the eclipses. Pluto and eclipses traditionally are a lot of wild energies and intense energies, profound shifts and changes. Remember, Pluto rules Scorpio. The first eclipse is in Scorpio, okay? So Pluto's just going to get its game on. It's going to start moving, and that's when the eclipse is going to occur at the end of October. So um, don't kid yourself. This full moon is going to give us some information about what that eclipse is, even though it's in Aries, it's still going to happen. This full moon is opening the door for us to start seeing those eclipse patterns at the same time Pluto is going direct, the ruler of the first eclipse. Oh boy! <laughs> just when you thought it was going to be fun times ahead after Mercury going direct, it's just, it's like wild. And the other thing is, remember, remember that the, this full moon is in Aries. And what rules Aries? Mars. And what is Mars doing? Getting ready to go retrograde. So Mars is slowing down too. Mars is slowing down. Don't, don't kid yourself. Mars is really like, it's going direct. It's going retrograde in a few, you know, in, in a month, essentially, because it's only the second it's going retrograde on the 30th, the whole month ahead. But Mars really is slowing its speed way down, way down. And so much, in fact, that it's like at 20 degrees now, it's going to go retrograde at 25. It's got the whole month to go five degrees. That's slow. For Mars, that's slow. On October 11th, which we'll talk about more um, in the next week's podcast, October 11th is when Mars will square Neptune. And it is when we start to look at 
the themes of that retrograde a little more because Mars and Neptune are going to come into contact three times. Okay. And so this is a very interesting pattern because remember Neptune's a little tricky. Remember that Neptune is something that we're not entirely sure what's going on. We're not entirely clear. We have to get really close and focus in, zero in, laser focus on you know, what's really happening. But Deb, I thought Saturn and Mercury were planets of laser focus. Yes, but Neptune forces us to turn up the clarity. Uh, you know, remember we used to have like little buttons on televisions that like made things more clear, the picture more clear and stuff, less fuzzy. That's what you got to do. You got to turn your little button to make things more clear because Mars wants clarity for sure. Neptune may not give it to him. And so we're looking at Mars squaring Neptune and Mercury is still opposing Neptune. So right now we've got this T-square and yesterday, if you saw my Instagram, we had a grand cross. And a grand cross is like, which direction are we going in? What are mutable signs? That's, that's what this is about, the mutable signs. Pisces, Virgo, Sagittarius, and of course, Gemini, where Mars is. Okay, so we've got planets, you know, Neptune's in Pisces, Mercury's in Virgo, Mars is in Gemini, the moon yesterday was in Sagittarius, and we are very much shifting, changing ideologies, ideas, philosophical beliefs, not allowing people to, people to tell us what to believe, but to, to form our own opinions about what we believe in, and, and to clear out any old beliefs that no longer work for us and that are no longer of the times and to clear away the old cobwebs, the old thoughts that are holding us back. So this is very, very interesting. Mutable signs want to move and travel too. So they're shifting and changing and the itch to get up and move and travel. They're not fixed. They don't want to sit at their desk for 10 hours. They want to get up and move and, and get on an airplane or get in the car or get on a bus or a shuttle or something, a helicopter, just to get moving. That's what mutable signs like to do, okay? So moving the ideas around in our heads, moving these ideas, moving lots of things. I am currently studying things um, that are going to be very relevant. Um very soon. I'm going to be, I am already starting to study uh, matters of neuroplasticity, neurosemantics, neurolinguistic programming. I'm going into a certification for coaching of these things uh, next uh, in the next few weeks. So I'm going to gain some of that and that will be new offerings for me. And I'll tell you all about that as it, as it evolves. So uh, new types of coaching, new types of consulting with me. So I'll, uh, I'll reveal all as um, it evolves. So th these mutable signs are very, very much about using that, using that injury and energy, getting out of a state and into another state, getting into your brilliance, your genius state. So yes. Okay. The moon is in Capricorn right now. The moon is in Capricorn. It entered Capricorn the wee hours of the night last night in this region of the world. It will be void tomorrow at 1149 PM, Monday, the third Eastern time. 
and the moon will be conjuncting Pluto and Capricorn and then going void. It will not go into Aquarius till 6.20 a.m. Uh, Eastern time, but you know, in some place in the world, it's not, it's the middle of the day. So if you're listening and you're in the middle of the world somewhere where it's the middle of the day, then absolutely you're going to have this you know, we have to think about the void moon. Yom Kippur starts on Tuesday at sundown and the moon will be in Aquarius. And then from there on Wednesday already, the moon is going to go void at 6.46 p.m. in Aquarius when the moon trines Mars and Gemini. So that'll be interesting, like tapping into that Mars brilliance in Gemini, the moon brilliance and Aquarius. Get a flavor of Aquarius so we know what we're dealing with in these next next year that will be the last aspect when the moon goes void 6 46 p.m and does not go into pisces until 8 47 a.m on thursday this is eastern uh daylight time eastern daylight time goes into pisces on thursday goes and stays in pisces on friday and then will go void saturday when the moon is opposite mercury and virgo along with, you know, it's going to conjunct Neptune earlier in the day, but it will go to Mercury in Virgo in opposition, 7, 10 a.m. on Saturday, void, and then around noon, 11.57 a.m., it will go into Aries, and that's getting ready for that full moon on Sunday. So, yeah, all morning next Saturday, it's going to be a lazy Saturday morning with the moon void in Pisces. Next Saturday, okay, I know Pluto goes direct, but take the morning. Don't push yourself. I know people want to get up and like go out and exercise on Saturday morning. It's void in Pisces. Sleep in, meditate, do something for your spirit Saturday morning. It's going to be void all morning and then go into Aries, you know, in the afternoon, in Eastern time. Maybe you're in another region in the South Pacific somewhere where it's, you know, a different day, a different time. But I can advise you, when the moon is void in Pisces on a Saturday morning, oh, chill, chill. Don't go racing out. Besides, if you're even if you have shopping to do and stuff, if it's not like... If you're looking for something specific, like maybe you want to buy that new car before Mars goes retrograde, don't do it till noon. <laughs> noon Eastern time, that is. Um, you don't want to buy anything really brand new on a void moon. It's just, or you won't find it. You won't find what you want. But, And that's about it. Wow, as if that's not enough. So I spoke for five and a half minutes on Mercury going retrograde direct, station direct. We've got Pluto going direct on Saturday. We've got that full moon opening the eclipse period. I'd say the energies are high and hot and happening this coming week. So stay tuned. Lots of movement in the heavens. Stay tuned to my Instagram, The Golden Astrologer. And I'll be posting videos. And, and definitely you can uh, find out from day to day what the energies are going to be like. Uh, I have that webinar that you can still buy if you'd like the Mars retrograde webinar called moving forward while the car is stuck in reverse about Mars retrograde. So that's available. Go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, click book online, and you can go there and receive that. 
you can also book an appointment with me if you'd like to know more deep information about your astrological chart, learning about it and learning about what this Mars retrograde up and coming is going to be for you and all these other things that we have going on, Pluto going into Aquarius, etc. You know, eclipses, eclipses are coming. So if you'd like a session, click on book online. I also do 5D Reiki and that will help smooth over the rough edges of any transits we might be experiencing. And I wish you a beautiful, beautiful week. Uh, stay energetic, stay happy, stay joyful, and find the joy in your life this week. We can go forward with Mercury Forward. And thank you for listening. Much gratitude to all.